Welcome back to the Joy of Aquatics. In today's episode, we are continuing the conversation with Chris Dellett and her sons, Mark and Peter Delacourt, regarding programming and how that occurs across multiple facilities. Remember, these guys have multiple sites across Queensland, from way up in Cairns all the way down to the Gold Coast. So it's been interesting to hear what unites them as a swim school and hearing them talk about their philosophy. Now, this episode takes a bit of a turn and I start with some pretty hard hitting questions. But teachers, remember, this is about helping you guys understand what goes into a program and how to approach it or how to approach the managers or the people that have written the program if you want or need changes or you want to recommend some changes or there's something that you feel that isn't working. Now, remember, I've sat on both sides of this fence. I've been a teacher and I have gone rogue in terms of I just um, did a few extra activities or exercises that I thought needed to be put into that level to help my students with those particular skills but to my manager it looked like I had gone rogue Um, and then I've also been a manager of my own swim school so I've been a swim school owner where I've had a teacher do something very similar and it's hard to deal with and it's hard to deal with on both sides so I'm going to jump straight in here with these hard-hitting questions and I'll let the conversation finish what do you do if you have a rogue teacher so there's a teacher that goes way off your lesson plan or isn't teaching with the philosophies that you agree with how do you how do you deal with that I can't recall we've ever had one can you Mark Okay. I don't think I've had anyone who's doing things that I think is like way out of the scope of what we're trying to achieve with the with the kids. Yep. Uh, as I said before, there's probably times where I've had to pull up teachers on um, pushing the kids too far past their what I think is their their um, readiness level of yep. that child. But as far as like teaching things that I shouldn't, I think that they shouldn't be taught or maybe teaching those things too early nah most teachers are pretty i don't know they stick within the program I guess compli- quite well. compliant yeah i guess you'd say yeah so yeah. what if what if you've got a teacher that doesn't quite understand what the program is about or what the program is really asking them to do um, or they've got a different way of teaching it and it's it's sort of it's not on the lesson plan or it's not something that you guys have ever seen before do you are you guys open to having teachers coming and talking to you about your programs oh sure and i'm happy for yeah. them to integrate whatever tricks they've got at their sleeve yeah because as a as a if you're going to be a good teacher first thing you have to realize is that you don't know everything yeah, and that's something I tr- I sort of realised early in my life that you just don't know everything, and guess what? As the owner of the business, doesn't doesn't make you the the be all and end all of, of teaching swimming. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you've got to be open to taking taking other staff's ideas and and their techniques as well because guess what? Sometimes they work, and I know that it hurts the ego. Of the of the all knowing swim school owner, uh-huh. that someone's going to know something more than what they do. Yeah. But just open yourself up 
and if it works and it's within your philosophies and and um, they're not doing anything wrong by the kids, hey, go go ahead. Have a Get crack. all the other staff to start doing it. Integrate it into your program. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But yeah, yep. as as far as like if if it doesn't agree with you, I don't I don't know what I would do. I I think I would I think I'd say um, actually I do have a, a bit of a story where. Um, a teacher was using a little bit too much manipulation in the teaching of freestyle. So yep. I, I don't like teachers to manipulate ever. Yep. Okay? So in my mind, it doesn't work to move a kid's arms for them. It doesn't train those muscles to do the movement that you imagine that they need to do to throw the big arms over. Yeah, well, they're not so building they their own neural pathway, are they? If, if you right. do so, it, they're not doing it themselves. You've got to get them to do it, yeah. So I'd tell teachers first, demonstrate. That doesn't work. You provide resistance. Yeah. So, for example, put a hand underneath their, their hand, they press back, press down on your hand. Don't grab yeah. their kid's hand and throw. So then, as a last resort, use manipulation as a last resort. If any of those other things don't work. Yeah. But it seemed to me that it was the go-to thing for this teacher yes. to teach that skill. So I've had to say, look, this is why I think that you shouldn't be doing that, please, you know, next time, try these other things first. Yep. Yeah. Okay, no worries. And I've, and I've seen it, so it continues to happen. Yeah. So um, I've, sort of, I've sort of said to her, you know, again, these are the reasons why. This is why I believe you shouldn't be doing that. Or at, um, at the last resort, you can do it, but please try these other things first. Yeah. Um, and it, sorry to say, it sort of kept happening. So I've had to a little, be a little bit more forceful in, please don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't do that um, technique of manipulating the kid's arms. It seems as though you don't understand the reasons why, because you go back to that as the first uh, teaching method all the time. Yeah. So please get that out of your repertoire altogether. And she seems to have now taken on the demonstrate provide resistance a little bit more okay so she's a little bit more i've had to actually you know don't do that <laughs> yeah well how yeah. it's interesting because i'm i'm a big believer in you need to find what's right for you and the child that you're teaching and i've i've had similar experiences um, and I guess it, it makes me think, how can we educate our teachers to help them understand that there is more, um, there are other ways? Because, yes, they need to feel comfortable with the way they're teaching. But, yeah, have you guys found any interesting little methods of professionally developing our teachers so that they, they do understand those other things? I think with our, in with the little snappers circle, we basically the second we get someone through the door it's philosophy and number one our number one motto is our philosophy and if we that's the first thing we drive through to our instructors is that if you're working here our motto is tough swim and we have a no tears policy i think once that gets through and they understand that there's a there's a more human element to you're working with children you need to ex expect that every day is going to be different different yeah. and not every class is going to be the same um, that's how, and, and that really strong policy comes from Chris. Chris is some, someone that's always pushed that. 
Yeah. Uh, and then comes the training of the skill. So we always say hire the personality, train the skill. Yeah. Um, Chris has used that a million times. And that's, I think, really relevant when you come through to, to putting that into practice and making sure that your instructors are on board with, with what your program is, yeah. but mainly what your philosophy is. Yeah. And yeah. so teachers Very out there important. that are listening, if you don't believe in, in, in the philosophy or the core values that the swim school has, maybe it isn't the swim school for you. So you need to, yeah, yeah you need to find a place that fits you. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely mandate what a, what a model swim skills teacher is. I have a, a big list of things that they have to agree with or, or believe that they are. Yeah. Um, in the interview process, I bring them up again and make sure that they know that, that that's what we're looking for. Yeah. And um, and then I throw a few um, curly questions at them in the interview too, like um, they, they, they seem like curly questions, some people they are. What would you do if you had a um, an energetic, which is code word for naughty, three-year-old child <laughs> who's not doing what you want them to do in the class? So most people, they, they, they have some sort of tricks up their sleeve. I, I'll motivate them. I'll you know, tell them they're going to get a certificate or I'll give them a toy or give them a cookie at the end. But one lady has said, what I would do is I would grab the child and I would put my hands around their shoulder and I'd lift them up and I would tell them, now you have to stop doing this. And I would shake them and tell them they all have to stop doing this. Uh-oh. And that's not very. And I went, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> of all the later. things you could have come up with, you don't pick the kid up into the sky and shake them and tell them that they're being naughty. Oh. So unfortunately, that lady's still getting around. Because she didn't get a job at my swim school. Yeah. She just that. There's not many people who failed that answer, but I'm pretty, that she's the only one I can remember to fail. That's a solid yeah, fail. Yeah, to fail. And there are still people out in the industry who have that kind of attitude and and, and value system yeah. on how they interact with kids, and it's just you can't get that out of them. I I think it's really hard to change people's attitudes and beliefs and values. Like that's in there. From a from a, when they were children, yeah, I was created. Um, so yeah, big part of what I'm doing with the um, my welcome to water program is giving swim schools tools to be able to change the attitude and values and beliefs of their staff where they find that they're going a little bit yeah outside of the scope of their of their um philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's can... a big job. It's really difficult. It is. It it's, is. Um, There's, yeah. And I think especially in today's um, climate era, I think we're, we're starting yeah. to see yeah. even more drastic changes between um, or, or how in, in parenting. Um, and I've, I'm a big believer that swim schools need to be able to cater for that change. So some teachers will have a bit more of a strict sense for those parents that are strict and have um, play-based teachers for the parents that don't want that in between or don't want that strict. But ultimately, I feel like if we slide along that scale from play-based to, you know, we can we can yeah. pull up pull up unsafe behaviour respectfully 
um, yeah. then, you know, if, if we have that ability, we should be able to reach most of the kids. But um, yeah. it is it is definitely hard. I think behaviour management, some people don't like that term, behaviour management. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the other term that they that they use for it. Sorry, Erica Gleason. <laughs> no, she she's she doesn't like the word behaviour management. But you know, I, I think there's such a big part of it that comes from we need to be able to manage our own behaviour and our own reactions. And when we can do that, then we're able to be in a good, safe place ourselves to be able to have good, safe interactions with children and help guide them into what is um, safe in and around aquatic facilities. Um, not just physically yeah. safe, but also emotionally safe. Oh, I can hear the kids in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're behaviour managing each other. <laughs> Mine do that too. Joy, on that, I think I think these days, like in this era, like you mentioned before, is that we have so much access to information, like yeah. information overload. And, um, a, a lot of that needs to be implemented. And there's a lot of, I guess, old, I wouldn't say old school because everyone's doing great things in the industry. But I think a lot of the, the new way forward is embracing all that knowledge and information that we have on child development and also what they say is behavioural management. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, the the way to counteract um, behavioural management is just be a nice person. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're a nice person, you're going to get the best out of your children. Yeah. Um, and, and don't look at things from a negative and look at it from a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so embracing embracing the new way of, I guess, parenting and the new way of, of getting the best out of children. Yeah, yeah. And it's a skill because a, a lot of us that have children weren't brought up like that. I mean, I got a smack, um, you know, so you, you have to undo a lot of the emotional stuff that's happened and relearn. So, and, and that's hard. I can't imagine um, having been, let's, let's just say, I think my, my parents had it tough too, because I know they wanted to try and do something different without being yeah, I think every generation wants to make it better and now it's it's tough. I do think it is tough. There are parents in swim schools that have to try and manage these differences with people and you know, if if one swim school doesn't have what you want, you need to find a different swim school and I think that's the same with with teachers and if we can just be good human beings as you said, just be a nice person, it will be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. Yeah. If all the parents, if there's any parents listening out there, if there is something at a swim school that you think is not right, that shouldn't be happening, um, go and have a look for another swim school because um, a lot of the time parents are off they're of the mindset. They're not, they're not people in the industry. They don't know. They, they might think that all swim schools are the same. You go to one that's closest and that's all good. That's um, right. It doesn't matter if you go down the road. They think that we're the experts. Yeah. What we say goes. So if we get in there and we start throwing their kids under the water when the kids are screaming, they think, oh, that's what happens at swimming lessons. They don't know. They that's don't know. Right. They haven't been to another swim school. We know because we've been around the industry a long time that um, even, you know, swim school, swim school is different even in the same company like Marco and Mum. That's right. So yeah. if you as a parent are not sure 
on what's happening to your kid, go and have a trial lesson at somewhere else and go and see how they do it differently. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, even within the same school, school, go and have a trial with another teacher. Yeah. My, yeah, that's that right. Well. Yeah, just a, yeah. a different teacher can can make the world of change. So every yeah. teacher's different, every swim school's different, and um, I guess that the the lesson here for teachers is that is don't be afraid to ask. Because the people that write the programs are just human beings as well, and if you've hit a nerve, don't take that personally. That could be their issue, and uh, like as you said before. You sometimes have to swallow your pride and and go, you know what, I don't know everything about teaching swimming. Let's try what one of our teachers has suggested. So um, it's definitely, it, it can be like walking on eggshells sometime, but if people can have that compassion and be open um, to listening and open to change, then, you know, some really good relationships can be built between employees and teachers and then teachers and parents and swimmers so yeah i i think that um we pride ourselves on having an open door policy and it's easy to say i know a lot of people say i have an open door policy come and see me but you mightn't be a very reproachable person so your staff will be intimidated to come and see you but i think it's important that that you do create that relationship where one of your employees feels comfortable in coming and speaking to you because sometimes you learn some of the greatest greatest lessons in life from from people that you least expected to say something yeah um so you know it's you know over in the past 18 months um you know since we've opened the swim school in brisbane um we've had some wonderful wonderful staff come through and we've learned quite a lot and implemented quite a lot from from the employees that we have there yeah. um so if i had a closed off mindset on that um we wouldn't have progressed to be where we are now so yeah Oh, I kind of feel like I'd come and work for you guys. <laughs> oh, well, the door's always open. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to well, know. It, it's nice to talk to people who agree with you, but have you actually got anyone on the show who you disagree with, who, who isn't all airy-fairy and lovey-dovey to the kids and want to chuck them under the water and if they scream, it doesn't matter? I... Have you had any of those people on? No, I haven't yet. But of course, no. I haven't found. I'll I, get you I guess... some names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how we go. You know, like it's it is sometimes um, when people know they're being recorded and it's going out to the public. Like I can't, you know, I I can't I can't. Well, they change who they are. Well, they change their responses. Mm. Um, mm. and I, I can't control that, I guess is what I'm, yeah. Um, so yeah, George, we, trick we, talked, about, we yeah. talked about that in the last uh, podcast where I said very often you have people who say, yes, we're this beautiful swim school and when you come along, you know, we've got happy kids and then, then you walk into the centre and you might hang around for like four hours for whatever reason. I've very often been asked to go into centres. And what they're promoting that they do and what they're saying is completely different to what's going on in the water. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a little bit upsetting for me from the point of view that it's one of the reasons I want to actually continue to teach teachers to give that philosophy of there is a wrong way to do stuff and a lot of it's to do with respect of children, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, is, it is really hard. Um 
I, I haven't met someone who's just come up and, and been, oh, no, I shove them under if they're screaming. And I have to admit, I've done it in the past, um, but I wouldn't do it now. So yeah, you've learned, you've learned yeah, from your mistakes. Right? Yeah, I, I have. I've learned from mistakes. And, and that's, um, I guess, the hard, yeah. the hard thing um, is how do we educate the, how, how do we get this education across? Because there are still people that are like, no, I know everything about teaching. I'm not going to go to a conference because it's all been done before. Um, I reckon it's because they've been doing it and it's been working for them. Well, in their yeah. mind, that has been ticking the goal of whatever they're trying to achieve with that kid. Yeah. So if they keep doing that over a long period of time, it's going to reinforce with that teacher that that's what that, how that works. you yeah. get a, a, yeah, how do you teach that skill? Yeah. Whereas if they've maybe had someone mentoring them or someone with a different teaching approach, who's um, who is the, the their boss, who's got those philosophies of no force, yeah. then they might be able to over time see that um, different things work as yeah. well yeah. without that use yeah. use of force. I think there needs to be a lot more open doors between swim schools so you can go from one to the other and actually see what they do at each swim school. So when we had ours, I was always like, yes, come see what we do. You're more than welcome to come and check it out. And, you know, um, but a lot of swim schools don't want other teachers to go in there and just sit and watch. So, yeah, I think I think these days, Joy, I think with that these days, and, and it's as we get into this new um, um, era of, of technology and communication, is sharing information is one of the biggest tools that you can yeah. that you can have, or one of the biggest strengths you can have to your business. So, yeah. by sharing information, um, it actually I think it empowers your business as a, as opposed to doing the opposite, where people want to keep secrets. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an open, once again open door with that. So if you want to see how we do it, come and have a look. If you want to see how we operate, our time on task, uh, how our teachers um, instruct classes, come and have a look by all means because that is one of your biggest strengths to, to get your message across to the, to the community and also well the swim school community. Yeah. Um, and I watch Chris do um, when she presents her her courses. Um, she focuses a lot on philosophy. Yeah. So apart from just the fact that a lot of people would go and do a Swim Australia course or an Swim course or whatever, you'd learn only about stroke correction and what to do to get through that course. Whereas Chris, she's that passionate about it. She can't help but to push her philosophy, our secret little snappers philosophy, yeah. onto her, all of these people that are attending her. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to slowly get, your, get that across to new teachers, even teachers who are, who are doing professional development and changing the, the mindset and concept of how they deliver their, their instruction. Yeah. Look, I've had people copy our programs and that over the years. So as I've always said, I don't care because it's actually not the knowledge of the teacher, it's the execution of that knowledge that's the secret. Yeah. So they can get all of our, anything that they like, but unless they know how to execute it, it's not going to make an answer difference to them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, I'm going to put out there to all the teachers that are listening, if you have a specific class or you have a specific child that you're struggling with, 
Um, and yes, they're criers or they're screamers and, and you're struggling to connect and you're struggling to move forward with them, send me an email and uh, we will have some conversations um, or I'll have some conversations with people. Get this up on the podcast as to ways that you can um, or methods that you can use to help connect with that child to help them progress and move forward without it being forceful. So my email, guys, is joy at a qualification dot com dot au so that's joy at and it's like aqua and the word qualification shoved together dot com dot au and whether you know we we call up mark peter or chris or julie zancanaro or a whole heap of other teachers that all have the same philosophy if this is what we're moving towards i'm happy to do that research for you guys to find some methods to um to get that out there for you guys so I guess the whole big thing that's coming out of this interview with, with the three of you is be a nice human and ask questions and don't be afraid to ask questions because not everyone knows everything. Um, and if the person who's written your program doesn't react the way you would have expected or reacts disrespectfully, then maybe you're not in the right place. But there are people out there in the industry who want to work with you and who can work with you to help you continue teaching and doing what you love. So swimming teachers, I know it can be scary sometimes um, having to speak to a manager or a higher up for clarification or, you know, to see if there's something that you can implement in the program, but it can be done. Um, so that I'm, I'm putting all that out there for everyone. So. Mark, Peter, Chris, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Before we go, is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, no, I, I think that um, I think it's wonderful what you're doing, Joy, at the moment, and bringing light to um, the actual these, these topics because um, they are sort of even when you go to conferences, they're hard to extract information out of when it comes to these sort of topics. So, yeah, yeah it's good to be able to talk about the, the finer details of, um, of how programming works and how it's implemented into your, into your, into your swim schools. Yeah. So, yeah, well done. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just, thanks a lot, Joy. I just like that you um, dropped me in the same sentence as Julie Zancanaro and those kind of people. <laughs> I know I'm really moving up in the industry. Sue Mayo, I don't know if I said Sue before, but there's a whole heap of people out there that all have these same philosophies and I feel like they have, um, it's not secrets because they're willing to share, but they do have these secret touches that not everyone is aware of and I know I've still got a lot to learn when it comes to teaching, which... Um, which means, oh, well, er, er, I guess everyone has a lot to learn when it comes to teaching. So the more we share information, which is what you guys have said, the better we're all going to be. So let's let's keep sharing. So, yeah, what I love about the conversation that we've had is that it shows we've started talking about program development, program changes, and how that ripples out across to everything. We've landed in... Um, behavior management, bringing us back into values, bringing us back into um, program development. So it's been a bit of a round, around the world trip. And I think that just goes to show how much program development or how important program development really is. So thank you for taking us all on that journey. 
So, yeah. You're welcome. I knew, I knew that you'd see the differences, like, you know, as people evolve, even within one family, you see the different philosophies and the different way that the swim skills go. It's very interesting, actually. But as I said, you know, it's, it's great to walk into either Pete's swim school or any of our swim schools. And the common thing that you will see is that everyone, like all the kids are happy, the parents are happy, the kids are progressing. Um, and I think that, that it doesn't matter how you get to that, you know, but as long as you get to it, that's great. I hear you. And just so you know... Marco, Mum told me I was the best teacher. <laughs> really? Yeah. She just told me yesterday I was, I was the best. <laughs> we have fun banter joy all the time. It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have three sisters and there's a golden child and um, one, one thinks she's a titanium child and I swear I'm just the brown one. <laughs> I'm not even the bronze. Bronze. <laughs> So no good. Uh, nothing like a bit of good old sibling rivalry, is there? Absolutely, <laughs> keeps Very things true. fresh. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. There you have it, guys. Uh, double episode. We've now actually had three episodes with Chris Dellett, and we've had two come out with her beautiful boys, Mark and Peter Dallacourt. Now, wow, we have had some pearls of wisdom we've just had these little nuggets of just pure gold um, that we've been able to take away from these last three sessions and my favorite is just be a nice human I absolutely love that and if any of you have been to any of my presentations in the past I guess year and a half you'd you'd probably know that that well maybe two years now but you would know that that is something that I'm a big advocate for teaching coming from a place of compassion being safe, being respectful, and making sure that everyone is getting a safe aquatic education. So be a nice human, that, that goes such a long way. And it's not just for in the water, but obviously when you have to work with your managers and the people that write your program, yes, you still need to be a respectful human being. And, and you would expect that they are that in return as well. I really love what Chris said about hire the personality and train the skill. Now that says to me that personalities need to match. So if you are in a place, teachers, if you are in a place where you are not comfortable and the conversations are too hard or the conversations are not being met with respect, please go and find a swim school that will value you. You have so much to give. You have so much information to share with these students and I want to make sure that you're in a place where you feel safe to do that because it's you know without you guys without teachers who's how how are these children going to learn so we've had a chat with Chris sorry let me go back a moment we have spoken with Sarah Morris we've then spoken with Chris and then we've added the boys Mark and Peter into this conversation talking about programming and how is programming being developed what do teachers need to know about how a program is developed and how can they respectfully come forward and ask questions if they're not sure um, now both Sarah and Chris and Mark and Peter they've all said that philosophy is a really big part of of the programming and I'm a big believer in philosophy in my organization up here with a qualification and fitness our core values are family, education, and biology. 
And I make sure that everyone buys into that. So I understand what they're saying about philosophy. 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 Interesting. Hmm. But I understand what they're saying about philosophy. So what else, though, goes into a program? There's more than just philosophy. Yes, Chris has talked about knowing the end result. She's also talked about childhood development. But I think we can define this a little bit more. So next week's guest is a good friend of mine, Alina Graham. And we are going to really delve into the ins and outs of how you put a program together. So watch out for that one. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode. So happy swimming. And if you are not back swimming yet, I'm, I feel for you. I truly do. But please be safe and happy creating.